Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been getting uh, quite a few questions around uh, what I'm doing to stay productive and focused and uh, just driven during this time. And so what I decided to do today was take one of the weekly webinars that I've been hosting. I've been doing these webinars called Authentic Conversations. Uh, they've gone really well. I'm getting 40 or 50 people to tune in live and uh, we're doing those through Zoom and then they're being shared out to YouTube and some other places and been getting a lot of good feedback. And uh, as I've been doing those, I have been getting a lot of questions around uh, what I'm doing during this time, how I'm quote unquote surviving, how I'm being productive, uh, how I'm continuing to focus on success and things like that. And so there were kind of eight common questions that I was getting in one variation or another. And I decided to just put those together, answer them. But then as I answered them, I also wanted to help other people answer them for themselves because I thought they were such good questions. So enjoy this episode. Again, this is uh, an audio version of a webinar that I did. Uh, be on the lookout uh, in my social profiles on LinkedIn, as well as uh, Instagram. You can go to either one of those and see uh, each Friday's uh, podcast or each Friday's uh, webinar that I'm doing, 11 o'clock Pacific time. You can register to sign up and save your place for those. I got a great one coming up this next week on leadership, so you are not going to want to miss all the ways I believe that you can screw up your team and absolutely ruin them with poor leadership. So until then, enjoy this episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast uh, as I share with you the webinar I did this last week on eight common questions people are asking me to continue to be the person that I want to be during the quarantine. All right. Getting set up here, just making sure that <clears throat> all of our links are good to go. Um, if you have any questions, again, uh, this is just a reminder for those of you that are jumping in right now, if you have any questions, you can definitely pop them into the chat. It's way easier for you to, to put them into the uh, Q&A section. So if you would please do that, uh, that would be super awesome. So any questions ahead of time, again, uh, just as a reminder today, I'm gonna be asking or answering the eight questions that um, I've been asked most often uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, so I'm gonna answer those myself, but then also I'm gonna help you think through how you can answer those questions uh, because I believe that they are gonna be critical to your sanity right now, your productivity right now, uh, and a whole lot of other things. Um, but if you have any other questions right now as it relates to uh, productivity, habit, discipline, uh, continuing to pursue goals, um, uh, uh, sanity, um, mental well-being, uh, especially during this time. Um, just uh, just drop them into the Q&A. Uh, again, along the way as I'm talking, please feel free to do the same. I'm going to be checking notes because I'm going to want to work, work through each one of these questions. Um, so, um, so please just drop those in again into the Q&A. I like that. I try not to give shout outs right away, but I'm already gonna. Miranda's really happy out there back on the East Coast. 
so happy Friday to you too. Um, uh, let me address that. You know, I, I said this in a video the other day, and I think it's really uh, important for us to consider this. Um, right now, uh, we are struggling to be happy. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, so I coach uh, this group of gentlemen uh, and uh, nothing against you ladies. I wish there was ladies in there, maybe the next round. But um, we were talking about um, having a hard time uh, celebrating success and wins and things like that uh, because of what's going on in the world today. And I understand that. Like you, um, um, uh, you can have empathy and compassion for people that are struggling. Maybe you're struggling. That doesn't mean you can't be happy. So happy Friday. Oh, and it's your birthday. Miranda, happy birthday. That is so sick. Happy quarantine birthday. I just had one of those uh, last Saturday. Um, so I wish I could see your big smiley face. Maybe we're going to jump on a call later just so I can, uh, in a terrible way, say or sing happy birthday to you. Okay, so uh, this is week three of uh, this series that I'm doing. I, I've started calling them authentic conversations with myself, but sharing it with you guys. Uh, and uh, so I talked about authenticity week one and really this desire to be authentic. Uh, last week, uh, we talked about um, a work-life balance, but really I kind of squashed that idea and really pushed everybody to, to see that those things are integrated and collaborative and there should not be tension between the two, but really should, we should be seeing them all as one because we're called to all these places, um, not individually, but holistically. So uh, this third week was an opportunity for me to address questions that I've been getting a lot uh, through uh, direct messages on Instagram, uh, as well as LinkedIn, uh, definitely more so there, comments in my feeds, uh, people reaching out to me via email, I've been still having a lot of one-on-one -on -one calls with people that are really struggling right now. And so they're asking questions, um, uh, that are just really relevant to the time. And so uh, they're asking them of me and kind of, I guess maybe listening to how I respond helps them uh, to address uh, uh, their challenge too. So I wanna do that for you today because I think it's really helpful for us to figure out how we can continue to main good, uh, maintain good healthy rhythms uh, in a time we can, when we can start to, to feel numb or we can be put on pause, or we can be totally derailed in the habits and rhythms of life. So I'm gonna jump right in. And the first question that I got, these are in no particular order. Uh, they may actually even be out of order to some degree. Um, but the first question that I wanted to address was obviously, and this is a question that I would ask you too, and I'm sure everybody is asking each other right now. And it's, uh, what's your life been like for the last two weeks? Uh, and really, it, it feels like the last 20 years. Um, I mean, this is just crazy, right? It is just, uh, uh, we are on, we are in the midst of this like wild season where sometimes we don't know what day it is or what time it is. It feels like it's forever. Um, people joke that the month of January was long. February went short. Um, March is, was an eternity. I mean, our, I, I guess we're in April now. Thank God we've made it to another month. Um, but um, uh, but, but you, that's a question that we're just typically asking. How are you? How have you been these last couple of weeks? So I'm going to talk about this, but I want you to listen to the way that I'm answering these questions because I think it's going to be helpful for you as you're trying to consider how you're dealing with uh, these last few weeks 
and probably how you're going to have to deal with the next three, four, five, six weeks, maybe even a couple of months, depending upon what happens in our country and really our world um, over this next season. So how am I doing? You can see I have a smile on my face. Um, I'm definitely doing a lot better than I was a week ago. Um, I, I just, I, I took a lot of devastating financial news in a really short period of time. And so that put a lot of tension onto me. But as I was struggling even with this big financial loss and without getting into particulars, I mean, it was 60% of my income uh, in a, about a 72 hour period that, that I lost. And I was really struggling with that. Now in the past, uh, that would have been debilitating to me. I would have just like, I, I would have gotten just my anxiety would have went through the roof. I would have really, really been struggling to like even make it through the day, like trying to figure out how I'm gonna put food on the table. It's not that bad for us anyway. But, but what I started to do was change my perspective. And I started to recognize a couple of things. First of all was I learned during the 2008 recession what not to do because I made a lot of big financial mistakes. And so I had been preparing, obviously not knowing this season was coming, but because I had been preparing for uh, such a time as this, um, it wasn't quite as devastating. We had a little bit more cushion this time around. Thank the Lord for that. But not only that, the other thing is, is it's so important for me to remind myself that I will not let money or any circumstance dictate my ability to find joy, to experience joy and to be happy. And so that's something that I've been fighting through. Um, and so far, so good. It doesn't mean that I don't get bummed out. I just walked away from another really big client yesterday. And by walked away, I meant, I meant like I chose to leave um, as a result of just kind of some internal personal conflict. It cost me a lot of money. And I just, I got to let it go. I absolutely have to let it go. So some, that's been something. Uh, something else that I've been dealing with a lot is, you know, uh, when, when I set out on this journey over the last few months, especially, uh, or the uh, last few weeks, few months, um, I, I really wanted to be helpful to other people. I really wanted to just open up my time, my calendar, uh, to anybody that needed help, anything that I could do, a friend, a family, a stranger, whatever, I just wanted to be able to do that. Well, the challenge I ended up realizing was, was I was daily being burdened by everybody else's stories. And so I was just getting to the end of the day so exhausted. It was really challenging for me to work out um, or to push myself hard in my workouts. And so I was just kind of like going through these rhythms. Well, what I realized was, was that I was so focused on helping other people that I wasn't paying enough attention to myself. And so I kind of did an about face and I went back into, which we'll get to this in a little bit, some of the habits and rhythms, uh, habits and disciplines and, and overall rhythms that got me to the place I was at uh, previous to this season. So again, this has been a time for me to reflect, um, to self-reflect, to understand what's gotten me to this point, what's been good, um, what am I still struggling with, why am I struggling? There's a root cause for every situation. You are not uh, if, if you are in any sort of struggle, frustration, or despair, it's not because of the coronavirus. It's because of something else. And, and this circumstance was just the trigger. And so you need to figure out what that trigger is or why that trigger does what it does to you. And so self-reflection is key. And so um, 
So, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm fighting hard for business. You should be fighting hard for business right now. Uh, it's not um, mean or unethical for you to continue to need to earn income. And if you're a business owner or a salesperson, you need to sell. You got to have good etiquette when you do it, but you need to sell. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm looking for clients. As a matter of fact, I'm reaching out to a lot of my clients and asking for referrals right now. Um, that's something that we should be doing anyway, but it's something that I'm doing right now too. So super important. And lastly, as it relates to when people ask you, how are you doing? Or when you ask somebody else how they're doing, my encouragement to you is do not use that as a buffer uh, for conversation or as just a quick way in and out. Take time. Listen to what people have to say. You may be just what they need to hear. And so when you ask, how are you doing? And they answer. If they give you a short answer, dig a little bit deeper. And for you, don't give short answers. Be honest. Be transparent about what's going well, what you're struggling with. That, that's how we're going to get through things like this together is if we just lay it out on the table. I mean, you don't have to get into these deep, brutal cry sessions every single time. But I mean, maybe, um, but just be honest, be transparent. Trust me when I tell you seasons like this are what grow and develop us more than anything, individually and collectively. So that's number one. Number two is um, how have I found ways to succeed in the midst of trial? Now, um, uh, I'm, I'm not just going to talk about this one because um, I, I, have, I have had um, a, a lot of struggle in my life. Um, and, 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 and this is not to say that um, I am any worse off or better off or however you want to equate that than anybody else because there are people that have experienced far worse than I have. But as I look back on my life and I look back on every single um, hard time that, that comes to mind um, right away, so things like um, uh, my parents divorced when I was six as the result of infidelity. And, uh, and so we grew up uh, uh, with, with very, very little. And so there was a lot of trial and a lot of struggle there. I watched my mom work two and three jobs and um, just heartbroken for just the experience we had. Um, uh, as other men came into our life, one beat my brother up, one tried to uh, 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 come head-to-head uh, -head with me at one point. Uh, it just, it never completely came to that. Um, so I experienced things like that. Um, uh, as I began to grow up, going through a season of some abuse with drugs and uh, 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 too much alcohol, caused trial in my life. Um, after I got married, uh, I shared this story before, about four and a half years in, we were near divorce. Um, fast forward uh, even farther and uh, the 2008 recession just destroyed us uh, financially. In 2013, I lost uh, my home to short sale. In 2016, I, uh, I, uh, I worked with a woman that committed suicide that I was reasonably close to professionally. 2017, I went through my own personal tragedy at Route 91 um, and so on and so on. And so when people ask me, like, how have I found ways to succeed in the midst of trial? Number one is just perseverance. Like, we cannot let these things take us down. Yes, they're devastating. And, 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 and we would wish that they would never happen. But we need to change our perspective on walking through seasons of trial. Because as I look back at every previous season of struggle and trial I've ever had, I see so much growth 
in development in me personally, in, in, in not just who I am, but the way then that I approach other people and treat other people and do other things. And so that is far greater success to me in my life than any financial outcome that I could ever possibly achieve. And so back to even what I was talking about earlier, like this is my opportunity to grow personally as best as possible. And so I'm reflecting every single day. I'm trying to push through my struggles. I'm trying to work with other people to help me get better and grow. Like I will come out of this better than I got into it. I didn't choose it. I don't want it, but I'm going to make the very best of it. Like Ryan Holiday writes a book called uh, The Obstacle is the Way. And so much of what he talks about is just this. It's, we try so hard to avoid the obstacles. We want to go around. We want to go up over. We want to just pretend like it never even happened. What if this obstacle is for you? What if this is what it's going to take for you to finally wake the hell up and realize that you have so much more to offer this life? Go do it. Fight for it. Show yourself what you're worth. This is the time that you can do that. Beyond that, as it relates, you know, when people are asking me, like, how do I find success? I know a lot of times they're asking me, like, how am I financially persevering through this? Well, I told you, I've experienced a ton of loss financially, like a lot. And, um, and so instead of sulking in that, first of all, I recognize that it is what it is. Like, I can't control what's going on. All I can control is my effort to make a change and to make improvement in that area. And so I told you, I'm reaching out to clients and asking for referrals. Anybody that feels like they could offer me business right now, I wanna take it. I mean, I, I want that always, but I don't do a good job because in good times, I'm not thinking about asking for referrals because I'm just getting opportunities. But now I'm being forced to do what I should have done all, all along. And so I'm doing that. And again, that's a self-reflecting reminder that when we get out of this, we should still keep doing the things that we've been doing in the midst of this if it helps us to get out of it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm being careful about how I'm asking for business. I'm being careful about how I'm approaching, uh, uh, approaching product launches, uh, service offerings and things like that. But I'm not ashamed to offer services to people. Like right now, I believe that what I do can be more beneficial maybe than ever to some people. And so I'm just not afraid of that. Like I'm launching a new program uh, at the end of this month. And people are like, what? That's such a bad time. Nobody has any money and everybody is just too pissed off and frustrated. I'm like, that's the perfect time. I'm not trying to capitalize on where they're at. I, I empathize with them. And if there's some barrier standing in the way uh, that prevents them from getting into my program, but they really want in and I believe that they should be in, I'll make any concession necessary. I have no, no, no concern whatsoever about helping somebody get to where they need to go. So that's super duper important for me. So that's some of the ways that uh, I'm, I'm succeeding in the midst of trial. And I hope that you're listening to this for yourself. This isn't just about me answering questions because you shouldn't care a lot about me, right? I'm my own person and I've got plenty of failures, uh, uh, some successes, like I'm no model. I'm just here to help you by speaking out about the things that I'm going through and struggling with and even succeeding in and hopefully helping you to be able to do the same thing. Number three. Oh, I kind of answered that one. How am I overcoming loss? Um, I do want to address something there. I, I, I touched on this a little bit, but 
I need you to understand because I need me to understand. You don't have control over 99% of what goes on in this world every single day. Maybe even more than that. You have control over really two things. The effort that you put into something and the reaction that you have to the circumstances around you. That's about it. We can go into some uh, nuance and particulars or specifics, uh, but that's about it. And so typically when we experience loss, we, like, we, we, we take on like this personal devastation. Like, like, woe is me. Like, I cannot believe like, here's just another hit in my life. Like, I just, I can't get out of this pit. And like, first of all, I, I want to say like, I do empathize with you, but at the same time, get over yourself. Like, it ain't about you. Even if you got laid off, if you are listening right now, if you're watching right now or will hear this part and you have been laid off or furloughed, like it's out of your control. Like some of the best people in the world, the most successful people in the world are being laid off. Like when I got laid off of my job in 2011, I was the top two or three salesperson across hundreds of salespeople in a large publicly traded corporation. I was one of the top earning salespeople. I got let go because they needed to make a financial decision to protect all of the losses that they had in their business. That's not an excuse. That's just the reality. And so there's going to be a lot of great people that are going to be furloughed during this time. There's going to be great coaches and consultants or business owners that are losing clients because people have to, uh, or make the choice to protect their own financial uh, uh, security in the moment. It ain't about you. And so that's one thing that you need to remind yourself of. Your loss does not determine your worth and your value in who you are. Please, please, please remember that. I remind myself of that every single day. I am not going to allow loss to tear me down. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to take that as an opportunity to reflect, to look at the areas that I can continue to get better. And then I'm going to go out there and I'm going to work even harder. And so please, you cannot... I don't want to say you cannot. I understand that you're going to be discouraged through loss. I was just a few weeks ago. I told you that. But we've got to snap out of that. We've got to learn and grow from that. There's so much to learn through this process, especially in the things that come negative against us, like loss, and particularly as it relates to financial loss. Number four. This is a really good one. I've had lengthy conversations about this one. The fourth question that I was asked uh, was, uh, or have been asked is, how have your habits and disciplines helped you, hurt you, or disappeared through, through the last few weeks? Uh, and uh, I saw somebody that jumped in in the chat and said, um, any trick on how to get out of bed early during these times? Uh, so talking about like healthy rhythms. So if you, uh, if you know anything about me, if you've heard me talk before, one of the things I talk about as it relates to habit and discipline of which like I am very proud of my habits and disciplines, um, they started at 4.59 in the morning, wake up, no snooze, no cell phone, get right to reading my Bible, then the morning brew is my current events, then I read a book, I'm reading Infinite Game right now by Simon Sinek. Um, and, uh, and then I would get off to the gym at 6 a.m. I'd be at CrossFit from 6 to 7 a.m. 
uh, and uh, and then I would go home shower, uh, take my daughter to school, and then I and then I'd get to my day usually by eight o'clock unless I'm working with East Coast clients, and then uh, the sky's the limit because they're up hours before me. So how has that gone? It's terrible. Like I don't have a reason to get up at four fifty nine anymore because. I'm, I'm not, I can't go to CrossFit at six because our gym is shut down and I cannot wait for it to open back up, but I can't go at six o'clock anymore. I can't go work out in the garage at 6 a.m. because the first time I drop a barbell from overhead, my whole family is going to freak out and think the house is like under attack. So I can't work out at six in the way that I used to. I'm not taking my kid to school because schools are shut down for the remainder of the year. Uh, and I don't necessarily have to be in the office at eight o'clock anymore because half my clients aren't working and the others that are are working virtually like most of you in your pajamas right now and I can catch you at any time during the day. So for the first week or so, it was like, uh, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, we were up till 11.30 at night because I didn't have to be up early in the morning. Um, I, I was just kind of getting up when I got up. But then I started to realize that two things. First of all, it was nice for to allow my, my body to reset, to not be so confined to these habits and disciplines uh, that I became accustomed to. Like they're super duper important, but, um, but, but, they're not necessary for me to live my life. And, and that's a fine line to walk, um, but I just needed a reset. So it was actually a really good reset. And so, uh, but at the same time, what I realized was, is when I was finally getting up at 7.30 in the morning, which was like crazy to get up that late, but when I was getting up at 7.30 and I didn't really have intention and purpose by which I needed to get up, then I was grabbing my phone. Like I just did it this morning. And... So uh, still not hitting snooze. That was good. But like I would go to my phone or I, I wasn't reading. Like I got three quarters of the way through Infinite Game before uh, this started. And I've read a chapter in like two weeks. Like it's terrible for me to say that, but it's just a reality. So, uh, so what I've done is, and, and apart from this morning where I, I don't know why I got, I guess we went to bed really late last night. Uh, we binged some Netflix. And so um, I... What I've done is, is I've, I've determined a new wake up time uh, in the midst of all this going on, which is 6.59 a.m. So I'm still up two hours later, but uh, 6.59, a minute before seven. So my principal's there. I'm not hitting snooze. Again, this morning I was off. I did get up at 6.59, but I grabbed my phone. Um, and I got back into my rhythm. And so uh, because I believe that for me, that first part of the day of habit and discipline was so important, um, I, uh, again, apart from this morning, uh, I woke up, I would, I'll wake up at 6.59 and then I'll still read my Bible, read the brew. Um, and I started reading Infinite Game again. And that was just this week that I, that I got back into uh, reading extracurricularly. So, um, so some of my habits disappeared. Um, uh, but then others changed. Another one that's changed is, is because I really can't work out at six o'clock in the morning anymore. Um, I've changed my workout time. And so typically that's in the afternoon after I finished up the majority of my day. It's a little bit different of a time for me to work out, um, but I'm committed to doing it because it makes me feel good. It makes uh, me feel energized and refreshed and, uh, and I wanna stay in shape as best as I possibly can. So, um, so that's important. And so um, my habits um, uh, have helped 
now that I've reinstated them. And so what's important for you to consider as it relates to habits is you shouldn't make your habits um, the absolute. Like you need to have some freedom and flexibility. Now, if you have bad habits or you have no habits, then you may need to get stringent and strict on those for a period of time. But if you've been in a good rhythm for a while, give yourself a break. It's like going on vacation. Um, now, don't let vacation last three, four, five, six weeks. Uh, that is not going to bode well for you. Um, but take a little bit of a vacation. And so if, if, you've, if you've been off, start Monday. You know, you're going to take your weekend. I know they're kind of blending together, but you're going to take your weekend. And so start Monday, get intentional on Monday and lay out for yourself. What does an ideal day look like? What, is it, what are the things you want to accomplish throughout the day? Um, for, for all of you that are working from home, which is the majority of you, I'm sure, um, this is going to sound really funny, but get dressed. Um, you've probably been hearing this a lot, but um, don't allow yourself to stay in this rhythm of relaxation too long. Uh, it can, it, there, there's a lot of, uh, of dangers to doing that mentally, physically, and otherwise. And so my, my encouragement to you would be to, um, to make sure that you're, you're, you're creating positive rhythms, especially during the week, as if you were going to work. Even if you've always worked remotely and virtually, my encouragement for you uh, would be to do that. Uh, by the way, a funny sidebar, I just, I, I, I'm enjoying telling this story because we're just in the season of Zoom. And so there's been so many jokes going around, right, where you get like the random person in the background that's not prepared to be on video, or some of you are in pajamas, or maybe you're just like in your underwear, and nobody can see you, so you don't really care. So two days ago, I had a call scheduled, just a phone call scheduled with a colleague and friend of mine uh, on a software a project that we're working on. And I had just finished my workout. I was trying to cram a workout in. And so I run into the backyard and I pop my headphones in and he texts me and says, hey, my phone's going to die. And um, so let's just hop on a Google Hangout. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I plugged my headphones in again and I put, I put them on and all of a sudden my video popped up. Well, I thought we were just on an audio call, not a video. And I still hadn't put my shirt back on uh, for my workout. And he's a good friend, and so he laughs about it, and he says, hey, he says, uh, I didn't know this was a shirtless conference call. And I said, I didn't either. Hold on, let me grab a shirt. And I go to grab a shirt. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, we're going to make this a shirtless phone call. And he ripped his shirt off, and so we had our first shirtless video conference call together. And by the way, we totally nailed it. So um, you got to have a little bit of fun. you got to have some freedom and flexibility in it. But at the same time, um, uh, don't let yourself get too relaxed. Habit and discipline are super duper important in a time like this. If you haven't had good habit and discipline, now's the time to create them. If you need some outside resources and tips uh, on those things, I'd be, happy to, uh, I'd be happy to share some of those things with you offline um, uh, and even maybe more specifically uh, for you. Um, this is where a lot of my one-on-one -on -one and small group coaching comes into play well is because these are some of the things that we're working on to prepare for times like this. Number five, who, what, or who or what do you turn to when you have a bad day? Oh man. So, uh, there are a, a small handful of people that I can depend on, uh, to be uh, super duper honest 
uh, that will be gracious and loving um, and brutal all at the same time. I have plenty of friends that are kind and nice to me and will be there for me. I'm not saying that, uh, but uh, the first one is my wife. And so um, I, as often as possible, am trying to share with her kind of the state of mind and being, um, while at the same time being sensitive to the fact that she's struggling with being at home uh, and uh, she's missing her friends and missing uh, she's bummed out for our kids and my uh, senior daughter not having graduation now that school's been canceled. And so she's bearing her own burdens. And so I try not to overburden her, but at the same time, she's always there for me. So uh, your spouse, your partner, uh, if you've got somebody that you're going home to or you're in the home with, um, that's a great person to do that. Um, another person that's been super duper beneficial to me, uh, my friend, John Welches, you've heard me talk about him before. We've done some video before. Um, he is an amazing friend, uh, colleague, coworker. Uh, we've done business together. Uh, we have spent times crying together in the year, uh, over the years. Um, and so, uh, he calls or texts me every single day. Like I'm terrible at doing that, doing that stuff with people. That's a, that's like, I'm ashamed to admit that he's amazing at it. And so even just if I can't pick up his call, just seeing that he's called that day makes me feel so good to know that I'm loved and cared for. Um, we started doing breakfast together on Wednesday mornings, but because of social distancing, uh, we are sitting out in the parking lot of a favorite local a restaurant of ours. And uh, we're, we're sitting in separate parking stalls, actually two parking stalls apart. And you may have seen that picture. I posted it on Instagram. Um, and so I don't know, it just, it, it, it feels so good to spend time with him. And so I depend on him. And, uh, and again, I know he's going through struggles. He's going through burdens. He has a wife that's pregnant right now. And so they're dealing with all their own things. He's got three little kids already that are running around like crazy. Um, but um, he's a great friend. And so you need those. You need people that you can depend upon and reach out to. And I encourage you to please, please, please not bear these burdens on your own, not bear these struggles. This is a difficult season. Nobody is going to get through this unscathed. Um, even if you are just the one that's always helping other people, uh, you need somebody to help you. You cannot do this on your own. So that's who I turn to um, uh, from, a, from a very practical perspective. The other thing for me personally, and again, this is just because it's me, is uh, the more that I've gotten back into reading my Bible, uh, that's something that I should be in more often. But when life is good and times are easy, I don't need to be as desperately in that. And that sounds terrible because I'm also a pastor of a church. Um, but it's just the reality. And yet when times are really tough, it's really forcing me back in uh, to the Bible and it's providing hope and encouragement uh, for me to believe that there's something bigger uh, than just what I can see with my own two eyes right in front of me uh, on this Friday. So you need to find things bigger than yourself. You need to find friends. You need to find support. You need to find encouragement. Um, I, I heard a client uh, tell me that um, uh, yesterday I was talking to the president of this company and uh, her company, I think, is doing a virtual happy hour this afternoon. And so like, that's awesome. Do that stuff. Like don't drink yourself into a, into a tizzy, but um, enjoy yourself, have fun. Like you need to have community and it's not the same of uh, being virtual, but it's better than nothing. And so don't seclude yourself, really reach out and find those people that you can depend on and that will be there for you regardless. Um, number six, do you need help? Uh, or can you offer help? And so um, I've had uh, a lot of people ask me if I need help. Um, and, and then I've always responded with, well, do you need help? 
And so again, um, this is a little bit back to the one about like, who do you lean on? Um, you are not awesome if you can handle this all yourself. As a matter of fact, I probably am going to say you're ignorant if you try to handle this all yourself. And that doesn't even go for this season of life that we're in. This spans our entire lifetime. We were not created to be by ourselves. We were built for community. We were built to be in relationship. And so you need to humble yourself enough to admit that you need help, that you're better together with other people, and then ask for help on whatever that you may need. I mean, I've shared time and time again about how I used to be so prideful that I never asked for help for anything. And then in 2012, recent, or shortly after starting my business, like we were gonna, we were gonna go broke. And people started putting gift cards in our mailbox and sending checks to us, sometimes anonymous. Like I'll never forget, I think I've shared this story before, but tax season was upon us. Uh, we owed a thousand dollars in taxes. I don't even know how, we didn't even make any freaking money I felt like that year, but whatever. We owed a thousand dollars and I didn't have it. And we were talking uh, and sharing that like uh, just in our small group of friends. And one Saturday morning, a thousand dollar, a one thousand dollar cashier's check showed up in my mailbox. Um, it was humiliating. And then at the same time, it was, I, 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 I like cried with happiness. And my wife, like we were so happy together. And so that season taught me that I don't want to just live my life with my hand out, expecting other people to get me through difficult times. And at the same time, I want to live my life with my hands open, willing to embrace anything that anybody else is willing to help me with. I need people. I need people to make up for all of my deficiencies. I need people to tell me when I'm stupid and I'm doing the wrong thing. I need people to encourage me. Like I had a random text message the other day from a guy that I met uh, uh, just over a year ago. And we've had two conversations in person. And he believes that that second conversation that he and I had helped catapult him into a phenomenal year in business and personally, like so many things. And he texts me that. And I just started crying. Like to hear that I was able to contribute to somebody else like that was amazing. But what he did for me by sharing that, I needed that in that moment. Like I had had a rough day and like, it was more of a blessing than he will ever possibly know. Whatever I could have possibly done for him, he did far more for me in that moment. So accept the help. And then on the flip side, be of help. I probably don't have to say that, again, especially in a time like this, but be of help. Help other people. There is some gift, talent, practical resource that you have available that you can extend to somebody else. It was super cool. That, that same group of guys that I was coach that I'm uh, working in a coaching cohort with, uh, we were talking and one of the guys was talking about like he's waiving his fees uh, for a period of time for his clients. Like that is an amazing thing to do. He doesn't have to do that. Like he's offering a service. There's value in what he does. And yet he feels um, compelled to help other people. And so my encouragement to you is find ways that you can help other people. There is nothing too small that you could do to totally bless somebody else. Even if it's when we get off of this, this um, uh, webinar, if you just think through five people that you want to text and send some encouraging note to, like that would be so big. 
And that's a way that you can help other people. Maybe they're struggling really bad. And a lot of times people are, are afraid to ask for help, right? Just like you and I are. And so you have no idea what you may do by just a simple text message to somebody when they need it the most. So ask for help and offer help. It's something that I'm trying to continue to get better at on both sides. As much as I say, like, I love to help other people, I know there's more that I can do, and I want to continue to do that, particularly at a time when people are broke down and they really need help. Um, number seven, what am I building for the future? So this one's kind of interesting uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, when, uh, when chaos ensues, uh, we, we get very narrow, right? We, we forget about the forest and we just look at the tree, not even the trees, the tree right in front of us. And I believe there's some wisdom in that. There's absolutely wisdom in taking it step by step. Because if, if you don't focus on what's in front of you, what's out ahead, you're never going to get there. Like it's going to be gone or you're going to be in the wrong direction. So super duper important that you focus on what's ahead of you. But do not forget all the work that you've put in in your life personally and professionally to get to the place that you are at in hopes of getting to where you want to go. This is coming from the guy, remember, that constantly talks about the fact that I scrapped goals, that I'm not chasing finish lines. And yet, in this season, a couple of things have, um, maybe because they've been pulled farther away from me, it, it, it's caused me to, to want them more, but two things that I'm really fighting for uh, right now. So one, and these are super practical for me, or one's practical, one's a little bit uh, bigger of kind of like a dream, but uh, my, my family, we had plans of buying uh, our first home since losing our Last home, uh, buying our first home since 2013 this summer. Uh, we were saving money, down payment. Um, I was gonna have to like sacrifice a limb because I live in Southern California and houses are like way absurdly too expensive. Um, and so uh, we had plans in place, talking to a lender. That's a great friend of mine, a realtor, uh, that he's looking for us. And I was just about done with all of the qualification paperwork and then all this happens. And if I'm honest, like the main reason why I, I wanted to buy a house in the first place was because my wife really wants a house, not the possession of the house, but she wants a home to live in. Uh, she wants a place to call her own, to be able to improve, to do the things that she wants to do. She'd also really love a pool in the backyard, um, which would come in really handy at a time like this. And, um, and so for me, I, I, just, I don't care. Like I'm good renting for the rest of my life. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of benefit to doing that. Um, but, but it was important to her. So we were on the track, this happened and it would be very easy for me to just say, okay, scrap that. Like we can't even think about that right now, which in some sense I have checked out from that whole, whole process. But yesterday, just yesterday, I thought to myself, this is my time. This is my opportunity to fight for what my wife wants. Not because of the possession, but because of how much it would mean to her. And she's happy if we never get a house, she'll be just fine. But man, I know I can do it. And if I can do it in a time like this, I am all over it. 
And so I'm thinking and strategizing and money's really lean right now. So like the, the money that we had set aside is kind of gone, but I'm going to get it back. And I'm still hopeful that 2020 is going to be our year to buy a home here. And if not, it'll be 20 or 2020 is going to be the year to buy a home. And if not, it's 2021. Like I, I'm not going to stop pursuing that until she tells me it's not important to her anymore. And so like, I'm still focused on the future. The other thing that I've recognized during this time. So uh, in business, I've been on my own uh, pretty much for the most part since 2011. Uh, I don't have any employees. I've had some um, part-time and even full-time virtual uh, assistants that I've worked with. Um, and, and that's been fine. Um, I part, I've, I've had some partnerships at times. Um, and, and I thought maybe one day I, I would hire a couple of employees, <clears throat> but something that this, this season of life has done for me has, uh, it has pushed me to build a business, um, beyond myself. And so I actually just wrote down a couple of days ago that, um, let me, let me actually see, like I have the note here somewhere. I wrote down, oh, actually I just said, uh, for now, one of my dreams uh, is to run a mid-sized company with people I love. And that sounds super fluffy in the moment, and it is. But here's, here, here's why I want to employ people, um, and, I, and I want to build a team uh, of 50, 100 people. It's because during this season of life, I have watched so many employees be mistreated by greedy ass managers, owners. Like I, I've just been sickened by it. <clears throat> and yet at the same time, and this is an extreme, but um, I've watched a guy like Mark Cuban and then so many other people too, right? But like he, he continued to pay all of the hourly workers uh, in the Mavericks a center in Dallas um, because he said it was the right thing to do. And I want to do that. I can do that if I don't have 40, 50, 100 employees, and that's fine. And if that's the case, like, so be it. But I want to build a business to help protect other people from a time like this. And I believe that I can do it. And so the wheels are turning. I'm trying to figure out what that's going to look like. But I'm going to spend a lot of time in some of this now downtime that I have in free space to be able to do that. I'm plotting. I'm planning. If you got any ideas, let me know. I'm down for them. Um, it's going to be, you know, in the vertical that I'm in. Um, but I just, I, I'm convinced now more than ever that I, that I need to look to the future. Because if this happens again, I want to be prepared. and building a business allows me to achieve freedoms in a lot of other areas that I've been hoping for. And that will just be another way to do that. So that's super important for me. And so do not miss your opportunity to continue building for the future because you are so focused on the moment. It's wise to be focused on the moment. Do not be irresponsible right now. But at the same time, 2025 is still going to be there. And if you're alive, you're going to have wished that you would have worked really, really hard during 2020. Because for everybody that started businesses on the tail end of the 2008 recession, those are some of the most valuable tech businesses in the world. Yes, they've taken hits right now, but some of the most valuable businesses built were built post that recession. 
Do not miss an opportunity to continue to build for your future, especially when you have the time. Maybe if you've been wise financially, you have the financial resources to invest in things at a lower cost. There's a lot of wisdom in looking towards the future. Do not miss the future because you are too focused on your feet in front of you. Number eight, <clears throat> what are some areas that I'm uh, focusing on for growth? Uh, so hopefully uh, what I have shared to this point uh, has illustrated that for you. But uh, let me just go a little bit, uh, a little bit farther into that uh, just for the moment. <clears throat> um, so practically, what are some things that I'm doing? I'm, I'm um, reevaluating my, uh, my, my habits and disciplines. I call them my functions. So I'm, I'm reevaluating those uh, 10 things I do on a daily basis, a daily or weekly basis. And so I, I, I want to check them and determine whether or not I want to keep doing them. Do I need to make some adjustments? Are there some things that I should be doing uh, maybe because I have some more free time or uh, whatever. So, uh, so I, I'm taking a lot of time to evaluate my habits and disciplines. Uh, another thing that I'm doing is I am focusing, focusing more on better delivering um, uh, my service to my clients. And I'm able to do that at a time like this. Like when I work one-on-one -on -one with people, uh, it is very free-flowing because their life is ever-changing and I'm able to help uh, pivot them. Like I, I have a point A and a point Z that we work towards uh, once we build the plan, but it's very fluid and it's moving all the time. Um, and so that's okay. But as I've started to adopt uh, some uh, smaller group offerings, uh, I want to deliver better to those people. And so I'm working really hard right now uh, to, 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 to develop some of those things uh, because I want to be the guy that just blows people away with the things that I offer to them. And they can't believe that they only paid what they paid to get all that they got. So that's another thing I'm working on. Uh, I'm also working continually on my ability to be empathetic uh, of my uh, uh, the people closest to me. So my wife and kids, um, my daughter right now, she's 18. I, I've said this a couple times. She's struggling because no senior year. She like she in front of her, she's losing so many things. And so I see, I can see the bigger picture, right? Like, okay. Like it's an important time in your life, but you're going to move past it. You know, you're going to have plenty of celebrations later on. We'll still throw a big party for you. And yet, I need to do a better job of just putting myself into her place and sitting with her and understanding the things that she's struggling with. Same thing with my wife, same thing with my younger daughter. Um, she's 10. Um, I just need to do a better job of, uh, of sitting and listening to people and being willing to hear what they have to say without just trying to fix their problem that, they, that they're sharing with me. Because sometimes spouses, you know this, you don't even need to fix it. You just need to listen anyway. Um, so, you know, so I'm working on that. So that's a lot around my own, my own personal self-awareness. I want to continue to grow in that. Um, and uh, because I have seen so much broken leadership lately, and I do a, quite a bit of work in leadership development with individuals and teams, um, I am um, focused on studying more. Uh, around leadership. And so uh, I just picked up a book that was given to me uh, quite a few years ago. 
Um, I just had it on my desk. Um, the leadership challenge. Uh, my executive coach about four years ago, three years ago, three years ago, he gave that book to me and, um, and he told me I should read it. I was just too busy and I didn't read it. It's terrible to admit. Sorry, Bob. But, um, but now I'm going to. And there's, a, there's quite a few other books that I want to read on practical leadership um, so I can be a better coach to those that I'm leading, um, but also I can be a better leader myself um, in, uh, in, in, my, in the business community, at home, uh, in the church, uh, whatever it is that I can do. So uh, those are some areas that I'm focusing on for growth right now. Also, like funny enough, uh, because I have a bunch of free time to myself uh, as it relates to my gym, um, I would far rather have uh, or be working out in, in a community environment in CrossFit classes, but I can't do that right now. So I'm trying to focus even more time on um, uh, the, my weaknesses. And here, you know, uh, in a community environment, uh, something like CrossFit, it's very easy to shortchange yourself. And by that, um, like for some of you, this is going to nerd out, but, but I want you to listen to what I'm saying, because this can be, this can apply to a lot of other areas. It's very easy for the sake of uh, posting a fast time for a workout so everybody else sees that, for me to have less than the best quality of movement. Like I don't cut reps. I just, I, I, I despise of that. But I will like shortchange a movement from time to time or to try and get through them fast, I will sacrifice quality of movement. And so I'm trying to work more on, the, uh, on those things that I've struggled with because I want to get better, not just in faster, but also in quality. And so that's something for you too, right? What are the small things that you can work on now that nobody's looking and you've got the time to do that, that can help you become a better person all the way around. So that's what I got. I mean, I, I feel like overall, I hope what you've heard is, is you have a huge opportunity in front of you right now to grow, to develop, to become far better than you were going into this but the choice is yours. Like you have to determine whether or not um, you are going to do what it takes to get there. Um, so for all of you that have endured this long uh, on, my, uh, uh, on this webinar, <clears throat> um, let's see here. I, I wanna give away, so I've, I got some merchandise, uh, hats, Be Authentic, my new brand, as well as shirts, uh, men's black t-shirts, uh, and uh, or men's or women's, and then women's like the Racerback uh, workout shirts. So here's what I'm gonna do. You're gonna have to do a little bit of work here, uh, but if you can uh, figure out, um, let's see here. What company I worked for in 2010, uh, and you email that to me, the first five people that do, uh, you have to email me um, where I worked in 2010. You do that, email that to me with your address, and uh, you can make a request for a hat or a shirt, and I'll ship one to you. So that's my give. Um, thanks for sitting around, sticking around. If you have any questions, feel free to drop those in, uh, anything finally. But again, thank you so much. Um, super fun doing these. We're going to think about what topic we're going to do next Friday. Uh, if you have any suggestions and thoughts around other things you'd like to talk about, I'm also considering bringing in a guest. Um, we'll have to do it virtually because I can't stand six feet apart, I don't think. 
Um, but uh, yeah, feel free to give me feedback. I'd love to hear what you thought of today. I wanna continue to do the best I can to make the most of your time. Uh, you've sat with me now for 55 minutes. So with that, thank you guys so much. So appreciate you. Uh, uh, my community of people that's got my back uh, on social media, uh, live, like I, I, I cannot tell you how thankful I am. I, I wouldn't be the person I am today but without your support, whether it's just you showing up on something like this or uh, you reaching out to me, texting me, emailing me. Um, you're just amazing. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.